Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. All right, guys, we are live. We are here with my guy, Lawrence Jackson. Lord, don't lose. Go check him out. He has been uh, changing the game a little bit. Just in the entire content, you know, football content space, fantasy football content space. Uh, He's been doing this thing for several years now. A lot of you guys who have come up with me, you know, over on Instagram know that, you know, Lawrence has been, not only, you know, he's also been a part of our community too, right? Like he's always, you know, even in the beginning, like he's been up in my comments and all that kind of stuff. And uh, <laughs> um, it kind of reminds me of that uh, Suge Knight thing all up in my comments. <laughs> you, <laughs> if, you don't want, if you don't want anyone all up in your comments, come to Upper Hand Fantasy. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, but Lawrence, you know, you know he's, he's one of the guys that you know uh, has been rocking with me for a long time and, and and I have with his content and just him as a as a human being and as a person um we've gotten you know pretty close over the last couple of years so uh this, this has just been a long time coming you know we've been trying to figure out you know when we can get on you know each other's shows and all that um he has been a, a regular on on Matthew Berry's uh latest show you know he's you know obviously Matthew Berry made the big move right going from yeah. ESPN uh, over to what would you call them? Would, would you call it NBC? Yeah, exactly. NBC Sports. Yeah, M- NBC, NBC Sports, Sports. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and they have the you know the the happy hour show that they do every single day, Monday through Friday, at noon. Uh, and Lawrence has been making those cameos there. So just seeing from you know where he was just a few years ago, man, just just making a big splash and you know on on camera with Matthew Berry. You know what I'm saying? Which is unbelievable. <laughs> but listen, I'm not surprised. Okay, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all because, and I think you know, once you guys hear this podcast, you'll you'll understand why. So anyway, that's so that was a long, long intro. Lawrence, <laughs> what's up, man? Not much, man. And I appreciate it. We gotta learn to when someone praises us, just say thank you. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being like, oh no, nah, man, it ain't. Nah, just say thank you. It's okay because I feel the same way about you. We kind of you know started around the same time and just. You know, uh, you know, we just made it happen. So I'm uh, at the same time while you saying these things about me, I'm proud of you as well, because upper hand fantasy was just, you know, you was just the dude, you know, trying to find his way like we all were. And, and now you got your own thing going to too. So shout out to you as well. You feel me? Hell yeah, man. I appreciate that. Um, so let's get on with it, man. In this episode, we're going to talk about teams who have improved you know, as much as they could during this offseason. We want to talk about teams who didn't do so well and, you know, maybe didn't have the, the cap room, maybe didn't have, you know, the type of uh, movement that they needed in order for them to, you know, move the needle for the 2023 season. Um, so now that the draft is over, we're kind of looking forward. We're looking forward to see, you know, which of these teams we have to pay attention to, which of, this, which of these teams, like, we might not have much to expect from. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, Lawrence and I talked a little bit, you know, behind before the podcast to see, you know, which teams can we identify um, to that, that fit those categories. But before we do that, let's hit up a, a little bit of news. Okay. Um, Sean Payton, he said that Javante Williams is doing extremely well and they expect him to be ready for the start of training camp. And, and I love the optimism. Okay. Yeah. But I, I would be a little wary to get back in on Javante because of a quote like this. Um, yeah, yeah. This is a, a multi-ligament injury, right? Just like what J.K. Dobbins had last year. Not the same exact ligaments, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not a doctor. He did more. He uh, did more than his. Right. So ACL, LCL, uh, Javante tore his PCL as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he tore his meniscus. I, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. He, he did. He did everything that ended in the L. Whatever, <laughs> there you go. anything that CL at the end, he did that, unfortunately. So, you and you remember last year, right? Dobbins didn't really make an impact until later in the season. Right. Even they tried to bring him back, and they had to kind of put him back yeah. in the shelf for it, just it, a few yeah. weeks. For sure. It was tough for J.K. Dobbins, and he even said it himself. Like, he said, I'm playing these games. I'm not 100%, but one day I will be, and I'll get back to full speed. Uh, you know, he had a big run this season, 44 yards. You see, it was a great – the play was blocked up great. He busted through the line, and he got in the open field. And it's a play you knew he could have scored off of while at Ohio State as a rookie in the league. But he was hobbling, but the hole was just so big, he had no choice but to run for 44 yards. But he ended up getting caught, and you could kind of see – you know, him hobbling as he's sprinting at full speed. So, you know, when you're looking at Javante Williams, just keep that in mind uh, about J.K. Dobbins and how he was brought along back. And if I'm not mistaken, when Javante Williams injured himself, uh, I don't know which week, but it was the first week of October. Yeah, it was it was several weeks into the season. Uh, yeah, you know, towards the the beginning part. But I think what you're getting at is that J.K. had his injury early in the off season. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a right, situation exactly. where, you know, you know, JK is taking, you know, is going to, his injury went into the season, like well into the season, you know, yeah. think about what Javante's, you know, a situation could potentially be despite what Sean Payton's saying. Right. So I'm kind of viewing Javante, how I looked at JK, you know, going into the season last year. Right. And, you know, from a fantasy perspective, like I, regardless of the price, like, you know, I, I might stay away. Right. Um, and, you know, because like, a running back in Sean Payton's offense, like that's you know, that's what you want. Right. For fantasy. Right. That's super intriguing. And especially when you look at someone like who's as talented as Javon. Yeah. Right. You want that. Uh, but I might be staying away. Let me ask you this to speak. Let yeah. me ask you this too. speaking of running backs in the Sean Payton system. Right. Even if Javante Williams was healthy, right? We've known Sean Payton to use multiple backs. Obviously, he done it with Kamara and Mark Ingram. And even before that, with uh, Pierre Thomas and Reggie Bush, like this is what he's always done. So what will we be looking at? Like, I got to figure, you know, Samaj P. Ryan, his value now is definitely better than it's ever been as a Cincinnati Bengal. 100%, man. And, you know, I the way I look at it is that multiple running backs can eat for fantasy in this offense, right? And I'm not right. even talking about, like, the Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram year where they were, where were both, like, you know, top five fantasy running backs. Like, that was amazing. That was, like, the, you know, the upper echelon, the epitome of what, you know, running backs could do or running back committee can do in that offense. But right. um, I think multiple running backs can eat 
Javante is such a good talent that I think that, you know, let's say he this never happened um, in, in terms of the injury. Like, I think that he even as like the 1A in the offense, assuming P. Ryan would be a 1B here um, and not like a number one and number two, I still think, you know, he has top 12 upside. You know, sure. as a running back, maybe top eight, uh, just because of the fact that, you know, I think he's going to get he's going to be involved. In he would he would be involved in the receiving game. Right. Sean Payton involves every running back in the receiving game. Right. Regardless. Yeah, uh, he going to be right, they, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of who that running back is. Uh, but Javante, you know, he's solid there. So that's kind of how I look at it. But I agree, man. I think Samaj P. Ryan, definitely somebody, you know, we've seen him fill in multiple times over the past couple of years for Joe Mixon. Will. And yeah, man. He was, he was productive, you know, and if they were willing to take Joe Mixon off the field for Samaj P. Ryan in certain situations up in Cincinnati, Sean Payton handpicked this dude from the free yeah. agency pool, talked about, talked him up a couple times this offseason. He's somebody that, you know, I think you should definitely pick, be picking up later on in drafts, regardless of whether Javante Williams is going to be on the field or not, because I think he'll have value regardless. For sure. I'm, I'm all on board with that. Now, there was an athletic article that came out that points out some specific comments that Ron Rivera, head coach Ron Rivera, said um, about Antonio Gibson. And that is that he could see more touches this year based on the type of offense that Eric Bieniemy likes to run. And if you're not aware, Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator of the Chiefs under Andy Reid, came over, same position with the hopes of potentially usurping Ron Rivera at some point. Maybe. Yeah, you know, definitely. This year. Um, <laughs> Because uh, it, it ain't gonna happen with Andy Reid if as long as he got Patrick Mahomes, it ain't gonna. <laughs> and I'm sure there was a conversation, you know, w- between Bieniemy and Reid at some point. Like, yo, listen, man, Andy, like, I'm gonna leave. Like, you know, are you ever gonna retire anytime soon? <laughs> right? Like, and, and Andy was probably like, Nah, man, I don't. Not know. as long as I got 15. <laughs> exactly. So Bieniemy was like, All right, I, I think I got to get up out of here. And, you know, maybe go to a situation where, listen, man, Ron Rivera was on the hot seat to, to begin with, right? And and this could potentially be his last year uh, with, with the commanders. Let, let's see how they do, right? They yeah, could yeah. potentially, you know, do a little bit better this year. But going back to Gibson real quick, you know, and the reason why Rivera was saying that is because he understands the type of offense that Bieniemy is kind of bringing over right. and mentioned him as the more versatile guy. And, like, for me, like, this is – you know, kind of music to my ears because this is kind of how I saw this folding out a little bit. Like if, if you've been following what I've been saying, like in terms of this particular situation, you know, fading Brian Robinson potentially, you know, cause he's the much higher price running back between these two guys in this backfield. Which is I just wild look to at, say right now. Oh, yeah, man. But it's just the <laughs> skill set is I feel like it, it, it has been leaning towards Gibson. And as soon as this hire was made, you know, as soon as he was, uh, Bien-Ami was brought over, um, I just, this is how I saw the situation folding out. So uh, it looks like right now we're already getting some indications of that. Yeah. And and I feel like, you know, at the same time too, Brian Robinson ain't going to go nowhere. But mm-hmm. like you said, with Bien-Ami in which you saw what he contributed to the Chiefs, you see that, uh, that multiple running back usage in there. He's going to get that in a, he's going to get that going with Antonio Gibson, who, like you said, is the most versatile, was a wide receiver at one time in college, got experience in the kick return game. So he'll be able to come out in the backfield and just do more, right? Of what he's done, you know, uh, you know, stay out of the coach's doghouse. And, and I think he'll be all right. Cause I think he got caught up in that a little bit last year too. And then, you know, Brian Robinson coming back out that thing like 50 cent, many men, you feel me? He come back 
he starts scoring all the goal line touchdowns. So it's like we we you got to use him. This has got to be the guy you use in fantasy. But hopefully now at least the touch as far as in the touches department, we'll see uh, more of that going in Gibson's favor. Yeah, I hope so, man. Like, you know, I, I look at him, you know, I, I look at how they use guys like, uh, you know, they signed Jared McKinnon again, right, in Kansas City, right? Like, right. There's, a, there's a few of those guys. And, and J.D. McKissick, right, he's not there anymore. You know, hopefully he's all right because he has a – it seems like a career-threatening injury right now, you know, with that neck injury. So hopefully, you know, he, he'll be all right even if he decides to hang it up. But 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 we'll see what happens with him. Um but yeah, man. Um, you know, I'm I'm curious to see what what this offense is going to look like. I I think that we've seen a lot of versatile running backs in that Andy Reid system, and I think that BNME could potentially make something out of uh, Antonio Gibson. Uh, I thought they might have done something in the draft. They only drafted Chris Rodriguez pretty late. Uh, I saw Chris Rodriguez firsthand at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and you know, it was it wasn't there wasn't much to talk about there. Let's, let's just say that. Um, Let me ask you this real quick. In sure. Sam Howell, we trust. Listen, I'm I'm a Sam Howell fan, dude. Uh, I think I I think that he could potentially do something here. Like the fact that you know he just didn't have any weapons his last year. You know, senior year, like he he ended up rushing. What what did he rush for? Like 800 yards or something? Like yeah, so yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he, he's a he gamer. Can, yeah, he can run. Yeah, he's he, a gamer. He, like he does what he needs to do to win. Like he lost his weapons. He lost he lost his offense. In his last year, man, and the year before that, he was he was gonna be a first round pick, you know. So yeah. I think he could be an exception to the rule in terms of like the type of quarterbacks where they're being drafted, you know, because he was drafted way later than he should have. To be honest with you, I dig that. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 